Imagine not knowing what your income would be each week. Financial planning would be a nightmare. Almost 90% of Vision's income is free will donations. When supporters commit to monthly giving, it provides greater certainty when budgeting for regular expenses and weighing up new opportunities that arise. Knowing we can rely on regular gifts each month takes some of the guesswork out of operating a faith ministry. Monthly givers who share our mission are called Visionary Extra Mile Partners. And right now, you're invited to join this growing group of faithful supporters. The amount of your tax-deductible monthly gift is completely up to you. What is most important is knowing that you are standing with us to reach Australia for the gospel. Click the banner at vision.org.au or in the Vision app to find out more about becoming a Visionary Extra Mile Partner. It only takes a few minutes, but will have an eternal impact. Vision. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. There are not all that many harder taskmasters in life than money. Money can become as addictive as heroin, and when that happens, our whole life becomes consumed with the desire to have more. And the more we have the more we discover that money simply cannot fill that deep void within. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome again to the program as today we take a look at this whole money thing from a different perspective. For many years of my life, I was addicted to chocolate. There's one particular brand here in Australia that most of the children of my generation grew up with, Cadbury's Dairy Milk Chocolate. Now, sure, you can buy fine Swiss chocolates like Lindt and others, but the staple chocolate, if I can call it that, of my generation was Cadbury's Dairy Milk. Still today, just as I sit here and think about it and speak about it, things start happening in my brain. I I can see the wrapper. I can smell the block of chocolate. I I can taste that smooth, velvety, sweet taste as I put a few squares in my mouth. And, And it's years since I've had a piece of that chocolate. It turns out that chocolate is a mood-altering food. When you eat chocolate, your brain increases its levels of the calming neurotransmitter, serotonin, and it makes you feel better. On top of that, chocolate contains a compound called phenylethylamine, which acts like an amphetamine, stimulating the release of dopamine. And dopamine is your reward drug. It results in a mild antidepressant effect and ends up prompting blissful emotions. So that's why often people who are feeling down or depressed will turn to chocolate. It's a mood-altering substance. It's pretty amazing stuff. You can see why people become chocoholics, and I truly am a reforming chocoholic. I rarely touch the stuff these days. But the downside of all of that is that most chocolate is full of sugar. Eat too much of it, and you come off that high very quickly into a well-documented, scientifically understood sugar crash. Eat too much of it on a constant basis, and you'll end up with fatty liver, a precursor to dangerous and debilitating cirrhosis of the liver, high triglycerides in your blood, which are one of the best indicators of heart attack and stroke, and high insulin levels, which will cause weight gain, and ultimately, diabetes. So, why the science lesson on chocolate? Simply to make this point, inevitably something that promises everything, like chocolate, will have a downside. Too much of a good thing leads to bad things. And it's exactly the same with money, or at least our desire for money. Money 
is a mood-altering compound. Jesus had more to say about money, or more accurately, our desire for wealth, than pretty much any other subject, because he knew and he knows that wealth is even more addictive and even more dangerous than chocolate. Matthew chapter 6, beginning at verse 19. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust will consume and where thieves will break in and steal. But instead, store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Notice here how Jesus isn't talking so much about money per se, but about treasures. The original Greek word used there means a place in which good and precious things are laid up, a treasury, a storehouse, a repository. The best way to think of it in today's terms is perhaps someone who has precious jewellery. I was in Dubai recently and I saw an amazing necklace. It must have had 50 or 60 four or five carat diamonds in it. So I walked into the store and I asked how much. Hmm, about 5.8 million US dollars. Now, if you own that necklace, I'm sure you'd have a safe in your house and you'd keep it locked away in that safe. So that safe would be your treasury, the place where you protect your wealth. And so Jesus is using that picture here, not to talk about the necklace itself, not to talk about the money itself, but our attitude towards it. When our money becomes our treasure, it becomes something that we protect. Our life starts to revolve around it, and so your heart becomes tied up with it. And when your heart starts to crave for it, you want more and more, just like the Cadbury's dairy milk chocolate I was talking about before. So why is this a problem? Surely there's nothing inherently bad about money. No, not at all. The problem comes when our desire for money turns our heart away from God and towards the pursuit of wealth. I personally have been there. I've got the T-shirt, and let me tell you, it wasn't a pretty time in my life. In fact, it almost led to my complete ruin and destruction. God loves you. God loves me, and he wants the best for us. His very best for us is Jesus. But wherever your treasure is, there your heart will also be. So in other words, you start storing up treasures for yourself in your heart, and your heart will grow hard and cold and strong like the metal of that safe, to protect your treasures. And that's why the very next thing that Jesus said on this is also true. Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, No one can serve two masters. For a slave will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and wealth. In other words, you can't be a dog with two masters. Because if one says stay and the other says go, which one are you going to obey? You cannot serve both God and wealth at the same time. Interesting again here, Jesus doesn't use the word money. Instead, he talks about wealth. The Aramaic word is mammon, which means, again, treasure or riches or storehouse. It carries with it the sense that the money has become more than just money, but instead it's more like an idol, wealth personified, if you will. In other words, the problem isn't the money. It's our desire for the money, because the desire ends up being the guiding force of your life. You see the problem. You can't be a dog with two masters. You'll either serve the one or the other, but not both. So money ends up supplanting God in your life, and there are consequences to that. First Timothy chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. Those who want to be rich 
fall into temptation and they're trapped by many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, and in their eagerness to be rich, some have wandered away from their faith and pierced themselves with many pains. Speaking of someone who used to want to be rich, I can tell you that my desires were indeed harmful, that I was indeed plunged into ruin and destruction, I was indeed pierced with many pains to the point where I almost took my own life, all for the love of money. The thing with chocoholics is that they don't want to own up to their addiction. My dad had diabetes. He always had some chocolate tucked away in a drawer somewhere that he was eating, hidden from the rest of us, until eventually it killed him. And the thing with moneyholics, wealthholics, is that it's exactly the same. Money is such a good thing that we kid ourselves, we delude ourselves, and we go on pursuing it to our own destruction. Right in the middle of his teaching about wealth and the desire for it, Jesus said this, The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? What he's talking about is self-delusion. So I'm going to put a challenge here before you right now. Is your desire for wealth drawing you away from God and ruining your life? Does retail therapy give you that dopamine hit and make you feel better? Are you deluding yourself, kidding yourself, telling yourself you don't have a problem, but really you're hiding this nasty little secret in your heart? A heart, by the way, which is starting to grow hard and cold towards God. Is that what's happening in your life? Life can be hard work some days. And as that daily grind just kind of grinds away at us, it's easy to forget that Jesus died and rose again to give us victory. That's why every now and then, just as the Spirit leads, perhaps when you least expect it even, I'd love to send you a short text message of encouragement straight to your phone. That's what Victory SMS is all about. Roughly every other week, I ask the Lord, what word of encouragement could I give today? So if you'd like the occasional word of encouragement, head across to victorysms.org and when you do subscribe, you'll immediately receive a free copy of my ebook, Power Unlimited. Thousands already have, and the most common response, hey, that's exactly what I needed to hear today. How did you know that? Thank you so much. It's simply amazing how powerfully the Spirit of God can move through just a short text message. And I'd love to encourage you too to live your life in victory. Again, that web address is victorysms.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time Monday with a different perspective. for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.